Welcome back to Cause Talk Radio by Rashpixel.fm, the podcast that shows do-gooders, nonprofits, and businesses how to build win-win partnerships that raise money and change the world. This podcast is brought to you by Engage for Good and Selfish Giving. You can find full show notes and additional resources for today's episode at engageforgood.com and selfishgiving.com. Now, on to today's episode. Hey everyone, it's Joe Waters and welcome to another episode of Cause Talk Radio. And on the line with me, of course, is Megan Strand. Hey, Megan. Hello. Megan, we have the great state of Kentucky represented on today's show. On the line with us is Matt Sharp, who is president and co-founder of Causely, and John Ruji. Did I send it right, John? Oh, wow. First time. Was it pretty good? Pretty good. And uh, John is co-founder and CMO at Causely, Megan. Hey, welcome, guys, to the show. Thanks for having us. What's going on on in Kentucky these days? Uh, It's not snowing, so that's That's a plus. That's good. Now, I always always won something in Kentucky. Like, you know, the the Super Bowl is quickly approaching here in Boston. Of course, the Patriots are probably going to the Super Bowl and going to win the Super Bowl. In Kentucky, who do you root for? Oh, wow. What's the what's the pro team you guys go for? Uh, well, so everyone here is crazy about the Wildcats. Ah, very good. What about so, the Titans? Is that, is that next door to you? Yeah, Bengals. Yeah. If you have hardcore football fans, probably Cincinnati. Very good. Cincinnati, so that's true. This is a big college UK basketball town. We're in Lexington, so if we were in Louisville, we'd be telling you that it was the UofL basketball. Yeah. But Lexington, it's, mm-hmm. it's the Wildcats. All right, guys. So tell us all about uh, Causely. First of all, I really want to understand how, and, and you guys have a fabulous site. We're going to put that in the show notes so people can go there and check it out. But tell us what Causely is all about. How does it work? So the company started a few years ago. Originally, it was started to, um, we had Facebook games that donated money to charity. This yeah. was back in 2010, 2011. Yeah, this is pretty mm. far back. This is back in the wave of kind of social gaming. And the company originally was looking at that industry and trying to figure out a way for us to kind of tie a cause to that and get people uh, more excited about doing good things while they were playing these games. So we launched, we had a couple games. We partnered with Ellen and Justin Bieber back, you know, when it was just like when normal, he was normal singing <laughs> Justin Bieber. I think this is before any like incidents. This is innocent, innocent, innocent Bieber was when we were partnering with. Um, so we part- yeah, innocent Bieber. Hashtag innocent Bieber. So um, we partnered with, we had, we had a, we had a hit called Weetopia and we're doing pretty oh, good. I remember and, Weetopia. Uh, yeah, that's, yeah, that's us. We had about two and a half million people play that game. Yeah. So that was going, and um, we have a, we have an office in Kentucky as well. And, and kind of while we were trying to expand the gaming, and this is kind of on the tail end of that wave of social gaming, while we we're trying to expand the gaming, me and uh, another one of the founders of the company owned some gyms in Lexington, Kentucky, and we had always really wanted to incorporate cause into the business. And mm-hmm. it, some of that was kind of how Causely got started initially, but it was also we were starting to learn how to incorporate cause in ways that were really compelling for the business and the nonprofit and the end user because we, we kept finding more and more that the customers really appreciated uh, incorporating what we do with cause. Like we saw that through the games. And, but it had to be like something that was really easy to understand mm-hmm. and something very tangible. That was just, those are some of the rules that we kind of identified. So the business is here in Lexington. Uh, we wanted to expand and we started looking at how to market those uh, businesses. And we had not had that much luck, luck with traditional marketing. So print, TV, radio, we're kind of a niche. And so this idea came about to use what we'd learned with these games and working with these nonprofits to tie 
buy things in the business in, in, to uh, charitable outputs in real life. So we wanted to grow. And since we had identified working with these games that Facebook and social referrals were, were kind of the future of how we were going to grow the business and how we we're going to market the business, we wanted to get people to check in on Facebook. And we had tried to ask people to check in on Facebook in the past, but it was about as lame as, as <laughs> ask a business owner could do just to ask somebody to check in on Facebook mm. without reason. Uh, and, and the reason we wanted people to do that is because it just generates so many referrals for the business from somebody that loves you. Cause like small businesses and a lot of businesses live and die by like the people that love them talking about them. Uh, but if you can get them to, do that on social media, we were seeing anywhere from two to 500 friends would see a check-in hmm. on Facebook. So that's why we wanted them to do that. But like I said, we were very lame at asking that. So we used what we had learned working with these games and said, I bet our members would really get excited if every time uh, uh, they checked in on Facebook, we donated a meal to a kid to this mission in Haiti that we've been working with. Mm -hmm. So that was kind of like this really innocent like idea of like, hey, let's just tie everything Facebook check-in to a meal for a child. And so let's just see what people say. And this is this was very unsophisticated. Like we did the initial promotional materials and paint and maybe PowerPoint might even been fancy for when we got started. And we did some <laughs> initial Facebook posts and we talked about it a little bit. And what was crazy is we went from averaging 33 check-ins a month to 1,600 Facebook check-ins the first month we launched it. Wow. And that, that ended up generating, I think it was over a quarter million impressions on Facebook for a, a pretty small business. So what ended up happening was very quickly other businesses started seeing our people checking in on Facebook. And I probably had 100 phone calls or emails uh, back then within that first week of how, how, like people are literally asking us, like, how are you getting people to do this? Mm. And two or three weeks into that, uh, we saw our members just kind of going nuts over it. The nonprofit uh, was getting some really good exposure. The business was able to uh, get our people to market for us, but also give back, which is, you know, kind of core to what we wanted to do. So that's kind of when the light bulb went off and we were like, hey, this may maybe this is something other than just kind of a side project. So we start we start experimenting with other businesses. And uh, after kind of proving it out with a small group, fast forward to today, we work with about thirty two hundred businesses to do this. Um, we do it through Facebook check ins and Instagram location tags. And mm -hmm. we've actually sold we kind of we really pivoted to this. We actually sold the gaming part of the company to Zynga, mm -hmm. which is kind of field. And um, we're kind of all in now on, on helping businesses give back in ways that help them grow. Uh, the Facebook check-in and Instagram location tags kind of how we got started. We're definitely not limited to that longer term. We just want to give businesses a really compelling way to incentivize certain behaviors and give back in a really compelling way. Hmm. Okay, so we, we, we can do we, that through tying it to charitable. I'm going to interrupt you because we have go. so many questions. Oh, go. questions go. <laughs> First of all, I think it's a brilliant model. And when you look at your website, it's, it's really obvious what types of businesses can benefit from this. And it, I'd be interested to know your take on this. Do you think it's that smaller local business that really can benefit from Causely? So, yeah, that's a great question, Megan. Um, it's not limited to a specific industry or a specific size of business, but there are definitely types of businesses where um, Causely is a lot more effective. Um, typically, the businesses that do really well with Causely are those that already interact with their customers in some manner. Hmm. Um, so, for example, with Causely, we provide kind of these done-for-you campaigns for social media, 
Um, and we provide a lot of digital material as well that we um, send to a display that kind of goes on their counter in, in their location. And that works well to supplement everything that we do. But what, where, the really, where the magic really takes place is when that business owner um, or that manager or that employee is engaging with customers and they can say, hey, by the way, did you know when you're here today, if you check in on Facebook, it'll help provide coats to kids um, through Souls for Souls, which is the, the cause that we're supporting this month. Um, so much better ask than will you please check in on Facebook, which, right. like I said, yep. was terrible. Mm-hmm. Right. Yep. Right. Yeah. It you gives people a, a virtuous reason, a good reason, uh, yes. you know, to, so to check in. It's kind of it's kind of a no brainer. It's kind of like the roundup we were just talking about on another yes. show, Joe. It's kind yeah. of like, would you round up your purchase from 79 cents to a dollar? Yeah. I mean, yeah. would you check in on Facebook to give a code to a kid in need? Sure. You know, I mean, right. it's it's kind of a no brainer. The only thing I would add to what, what John said is that we, we tend to flourish in businesses that are driven by referrals. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So. Um, anytime that, that there's a business that you have probably arrived there because a friend told you about it, mm-hmm. not through any other means, or mm-hmm. you just you just don't trust traditional advertising for those businesses, mm-hmm. that's that's kind of where we shine. Mm-hmm. So that's why it really took off uh, initially in the gyms, churches, and restaurants. And you know, when a, if a friend tells you, "Hey, this restaurant that just opened is amazing," you have to go there. That that beats every ad that that restaurant could ever send you. Right, absolutely. Radio, yeah. TV, all of that hands down because you have no trust for that brand or that business. But the second, even like, uh, not even a close friend says, "Hey, this place is great." You're like, "Oh, it, m- it must be great." So we got to try it out. Right. <laughs> I love that. So, not even a close friend. <laughs> you just trust your friends. Um, that's just, and, and, but that's 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 really why. Uh, what we do is effective is because we get people that love you to talk about you in places where their friends will hear that. Okay, now Not guys, kind of at the coffee. I have a question for you though. So explain to me though how Cosley manages that check-in for the business because someone not using Cosley could go into a business and check in, mm-hmm. right? And they I've could certainly sit done in the that. Parking lot and That's check right, in. and and they could <laughs> check in and stuff like that. But where does Cosley come in in terms of of managing that check-in? Yeah, sure. So, Good question, you know, that, that parking lot question yep, is uh, one that a lot of people ask um, on the phone when we're talking with the sales team. So you're not the first person to ask that. Sure. Yeah. So uh, we, what we typically say is, um, first of all, if somebody checks in at your location in your parking lot, I mean, Amazing. first of all, is that really a problem? They're telling people about your business. <laughs> so yeah. somebody in the parking lot has told 500 friends about you. <laughs> Terrible. This place is so awesome. I'm going to check in from the parking lot. <laughs> Well, so there is a story with that. We had a member who loves what we do so much. One time there was an accident on the way to the gym and he got stuck and he checked in and took a picture of the traffic jam and said, basically, like, I'm not going to get my workout in, but I'm going to provide a meal today. Mm -hmm. And it was very cool to see that. Um, A, that he thought about it and B, that just like he was willing to check in from out there and just like, hey, guys. Still love you guys. Can't make it in today. Right. Um, that That's what we want. Like we want businesses to really be able to highlight those people that love them. that are just amazing ambassadors. Mm-hmm. And we just want to give them a platform for that. Right. There's also some limits that P- Facebook puts in terms of the number of times you can check in mm-hmm. at one place within a given day. So 12 hours, it, I think. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So it's not like somebody can just show up outside of business and check in a thousand times and donate all this money to charity. It's just not really possible. So I want to go back to Joe's question, though. How, where does Cosley come in? Yeah, so we'll, we'll work with a small business. We give them campaigns, monthly campaigns for different causes. So mm-hmm. that will be Facebook, Instagram, Pinterest content. We give them emails to share. And we also basically teach them how to get their clients, members, partners, 
customers excited about the program. Do so you choose instance, the cause or do they we, choose the cause? We choose the causes right now because we have okay. to vet them and make sure that the money goes to the right spot. And a lot of that expertise and cause came from when we were working on the Facebook games. We mm-hmm. had to form these official partnerships. And there are times when somebody's like, hey, can you support like my cousin's charity mm-hmm. that's in this small town? And there's two pro- there. Well, there's several problems there. We can't verify that their cousin is going to use that money correctly. Right. Right. Um, and sometimes the checks we send would put that like they just wouldn't know how to spend that effectively. Mm-hmm. So we have some what we call like minimum requirements for a nonprofit for us to work with. And one of the things that we're that we're really strict on is a feedback loop. Mm-hmm. So not only does the money have to go specifically for what we say it's going to, but they have to kind of they have to prove that to us through follow up email, phone uh, or not phone, but uh, photos, videos. So we will we will actually get like uh, videos or photos from causes that we've benefited to show the members kind of where those check ins went. Mm. And you share that with your clients the who then yeah, share the it with their yeah. Yes. Right. You know, what's so, interesting, Megan, on something like this is they're involved in every piece of the process except yeah, the actual smart. check-in, right? Yeah. I mean, you know, that's it. Because, you know, I guess what I was thinking, John and Matt, yeah, too, how is- do, I, How do you even do that? Uh, well, you know, you I was thinking say, about like Foursquare because, you know, Foursquare used to work and they used to actually sell like sponsorships and stuff like that. So you that used when to you, love Foursquare, Oh, I used to love, I used to love Foursquare <laughs> ba- back in the day. Foursquare I mean, this, I, mean this, the, I was using Foursquare before these guys were probably born, Megan. That's where not you true. Right? What, you know? what location were you the king of? I was mayor. king. Oh, All of them. I, I was, was mayor. I, I was. I was. Yeah, I was the mayor. I mean, especially of my local Starbucks. They still talk about yeah. me being the mayor there. Oh, wow. You know, it's I mean, the Joe Waters Latte Fund. Maybe that could be your next charity. That's right. That's the big one. It's funny. It's funny you bring up Foursquare because one of the reasons we've always talked internally about why Foursquare we think ended up struggling was mm. there wasn't really a, a good incentive to get people yes. to enter that data. I agree so with that. I think. I think that's where we. I think that's where Facebook would love us because we help them generate a lot more information mm-hmm. to, ab- about the users, about what they like, where they go. And and when, when you check in for the first time, Facebook will provide a really cool experience for that first time. So they'll show you pictures from the business. They'll show you friends that have been there mm. and ask you for a review. So there's a really cool process. And like I said, the value we bring is getting a, a person over the hump right. of getting the phone out and checking in. And then Facebook provides, like I said, a really good experience. But also for the business, they get they get the referrals, they get the review. Um, I think it even shows them like upcoming events. But like one of the coolest things I saw when I checked into a place the first time is it said like your eight friends have been here. I saw one of those check-ins and they were like, this place is amazing. Mm-hmm. So I just felt like better about that business because I've yeah. had so many friends. That social there. proof piece. Yeah. yeah. So how, so if I'm a business and I want to sign up with Cosley, how, how are those donations funded? Am I funding those donations? If I get 500 donations, do I have to pay 500 bucks on top of what I'm already paying you for this package or how does the pricing work? Sure. So we price it to be as simple to understand, um, as possible for a business. So it's a flat uh, price that they pay every month. Um, so Causley starts at $139.99 a month, and that's all a business will pay. Hmm. The donation um, we actually make on the business's behalf. Hmm. So if that business crushes it and does really well, um, we'll provide up to 300 donations a month um, with that plan that I mentioned. You know, All of those come out of our pocket. If the hmm. business does you know, fine and they get 100, 200 check-ins, we'll pay for that as well. Um, but that what we found was that uh, when we started, we priced it a little bit differently. And some businesses had this concern that 
Um, almost like your question earlier, Joe, about what about if these random people just show up in my parking lot and start yeah. checking in? Like, I don't want to pay for that. So we said, okay, we're going to, we, we originally would price it based on every single check in. Right. But we found that businesses really just wanted a, a flat price that was easy to understand. And that kept the budgeting much simpler for them. And then mm-hmm. the, the value that they got out of the program was really up to them in terms of, um, you know, how involved they got with the, the, uh, the program. Itself. One of the industries we looked at for pricing was the cell phone industry. Mm-hmm. And back when that first started, you paid per minute and everyone mm-hmm. was scared to death. Yeah. yeah. And then you bought, <laughs> bought a plan. So we kind of looked at that industry and was like, hey, let's just give them a plan. They can budget the year out. Um, they, they know what they're getting into. Because we, we were trying to convince like a really small business owner that they were not going to get yeah. 100,000 right. check-ins in one month. Right. And, yeah. it doesn't and they matter. were like, yeah, we are. We totally are. They're like, are. we yeah. are. We'll turn this thing on. It's going to blow the doors off. And we're like, that would be amazing. Yeah. Uh, probably not going to happen first month. Um, so that's why we put that new pricing. So, so that revenue awesome. model is working for you currently. Like, are you self-sustaining under that system? Cause it seems like it's kind of like the insurance business, right? Like you, are there, are there businesses paying in that are not getting 139 check-ins a month? Like how is this sustaining itself? Well, no, but sure, here's the thing. Let me, let me, tr- let me interject here because this might help explain oh, Joe's, it too. Joe's going to interpret. <clears throat> that's right. This is, this is the scary pod guys. Um, but <laughs> my, I, what I suspect, though, is in how you work with charities, though, is when you donate to them, you're actually donating something specific, like a meal or yes. something like that, yes, it's, it's as opposed to a dollar food. amount. It's not a dollar. It's, yeah. not, it's yeah. a meal, which yeah, is, that's right. what, seven yeah, cents or something? Yes. Yeah. yeah, sorry. We skipped over. So it's we, we call them social goods, and mm-hmm. they are very specific, yep. very tangible things, yep. and the price of those... Um, can vary month to month, mm-hmm. but we kind of we keep it in a range. So we want we want to be able to say every check in equals uh, a meal for a child. Right. I think that's really compelling. Yep. So like if you say Joe, if you check in, mm-hmm. kid gets a meal. You're mm-hmm. more likely to do that. Absolutely. Than if, than if I say yeah. Joe, if you check in, we're yeah. gonna make a general donation to a nonprofit that feeds meals to kids. Yeah. But that's it. Yeah. So. And guys, that's you know, really, what, what's interesting, really, really smart. Well, do you remember, too, Megan, when we talked to Dairy Queen in Texas um, a while back, mm, yeah, they I were saying see. this exactly, that when they were asking people yep. for a flat donation, it wasn't as effective as asking people to make uh, to Five give meals, people a meal or something. Yeah. Amount. And yeah. it was Absolutely. much more effective. It was much more. And, th- and we were talking about point of sale, like at the window, at the register. Uh, so it's interesting that we see that carry over effect to what you guys do as yeah, well. We learned that we learned that uh, in the games because we had these big projects. So like mm-hmm. you would play the game, you would get points, you would donate your points for these projects. But these projects took like months and months and months. And it just it just wasn't that like exciting uh, immediately. Mm-hmm. Right. So we introduced this idea of like you do this thing and this good thing happens. Uh, it's instant. You you buy this kid gets a pair of shoes. You buy this a kid gets a meal. You buy this kid gets a jacket. Mm. And it just really resonated with players because like you really you really know that you're contributing when like that thing equals that other thing. Right. What, it's what not, about mm, like. I'm looking at your website right now. What about like site restoring surgery? I don't pretend to think that my gym check-in is going to fund one site restoring surgery. So how do you, what do you do in that, in that, that case? That, that campaign actually did really well, but you're right. So, so one of the things we've, we've had the opportunity to do is learn which causes resonate really well with people. Um, What'd you so, find out? So let me give you an example and then I'll address your question about the, the site restoring surgeries. We, uh, we partnered with, um, uh, a nonprofit called the Autism Site, uh, part of the Greater Good Network, and we did a campaign that provided autism therapy 
um, every two check-ins provided a minute of autism therapy to a child. And we had some feedback from our customers that that was something that they wanted to support, but um, internally we weren't sure. Um, some people thought it would do really well. Others were a little bit more uh, skeptical. Um, but we heard some feedback that you know maybe it would work well, so we said, okay, let's give it a shot and see how it does. Um, that campaign, that we did a video um, with one of our members talking about um, how autism uh, helped uh, a family member of hers, encouraging other people to check in, um, and how important um, uh, just autism research was, autism therapy was. And that video, this is not something we sponsored or paid to, to have go out, but this was back in um, April of 2016. It got over 1,900 shares wow. from our customers and their customers. Uh, it was seen over 100,000 times on Facebook. And that was one of our uh, best performing campaigns so far, um, simply because we found that that cause um, hit people on a very personal level. Mm. So what we learned kind of after the fact was not only did this um, customer of ours that we featured have a very personal connection to cause, but many of our other customers did as well. Or maybe they had a friend or another family member who was affected by autism so they could relate to that very personally. Um, so that was just very, very compelling and people were more than willing to share that and, and get excited about supporting it. It's kind of like the, we, we've kind of found this kind of like sliding scale. If it's very tangible and small, it's really yep. easy to understand. It's really yep. compelling. Mm -hmm. But if it's, if it's bigger and really, really compelling, then they're willing to make the leap to have, let's say like multiple check-ins because mm -hmm. like the eye surgeries, I mean, it was to several hundred check-ins to mm -hmm. equal one eye surgery. Yeah. But when you see a picture of a kid that can see now because of, of this campaign, you're willing to like put into the 200. Right. Yeah, right. But if it was 200 check-ins equals a meal for a kid, it really would lose its, its, its <laughs> right. effectiveness. It's packed. Well, yeah. so the other we, thing we should we should point out is that you guys have donated over $2 million to your nonprofit partners, which is phenomenal. And I think one of the reasons, Joe, and I wanted to have you guys on the show, because we see lots of cause platforms not raising anywhere near that amount of money. So congratulations. It's amazing. Yeah, we right. just hit that last month. Just last month. That's yeah. right. Yeah. Hey, guys, you heard it here first, folks. Us. I know. The big numbers. <laughs> so, guys, tell me how it works on Instagram. And is Instagram a real growth platform for you, or do you see most of the action on Facebook? Yeah, that's a good question. So, I think we see that some businesses will kind of lean toward one or the other. Right. Um, but we offer both because uh, a lot of businesses want to target people in both of those demographics. Yeah, right. And we also see a lot of people use both. Mm -hmm. um, some, some, some people. Really? That surprises yeah, you'll, me. You'll see people that have both apps on their phone. So younger people. Well, I have business. both apps on my phone, but I don't use them. Well, so that, that's kind of what, that's what we see is like, uh, we just interviewed a girl the other day. She has Facebook on her phone for ma uh, mainly um, browsing. Mm -hmm. So she'll look there uh, basically to keep track of news, current right. events things like that. And then Instagram is where she'll go to connect with her friends. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh -huh. So yep. for us, we want to go to a business and say, Hey, we offer both of these. Listen, if somebody's not on one of these, like they're going to be really hard to reach because yeah. if, if you cover both Instagram and Facebook, yeah. you've covered quite a bit of the spectrum of all the demographics. Right. So we just want to, we basically want to offer them both mm -hmm. and they use both, but they can lean on one or the other depending on their demographic. And then how do you do on, on because I, I, I have an account on Instagram, but to be honest, I really don't use it. So on Instagram, do you check in or do you hashtag your location? So that's a good question. So they're called location tags in Instagram. Okay. So you would take a picture at a restaurant of your food and then you would say, I'm at. Yep. And then 
if you're the, the phone will geolocate and it, and it will tell you kind of what's nearby and ah. you would just select the restaurant that you're at. Okay. And then when you post that, what's really good for us is now all their friends will see that. And if a friend is interested in going there, they can literally just click on that um, location tag mm-hmm. and be taken right to that business's page. Oh, cool. Mm. Yeah. yeah. And then yeah. Which, which are you find? Does it depend on the business, which is more popular for them or useful for them? Yeah, it, it really depends on the business. So, and a lot of we have a lot of fitness customers. So, um, people love to take pictures of themselves, you know, during a workout or afterwards with their buddies, like Joe um, does on his Instagram. Oh yeah, <laughs> Joe does that every I, day. I'll tell you though, people who actually, take actually we know people that do that. Don't we, Joe? Uh, we talk about it all the time. People taking pictures of themselves doing their freaking workout. At it's like gym. get yeah. a life. You know what I mean? Like I do not care if you're working out. You know, that's, but well, the check-in is so much not no, like, like yeah, it's that's not right. like that. It's yeah, that's right. No, like no, that. no. I, that's what I think. But to actually include the picture and stuff like that. But I get it. You know what I mean? Like, you know, <laughs> well, I mean, so I'm, us, a, I'm an old millennial. What can I say? You know what I mean? I just so have, us, I have standards. We kind of we help give them um, a socially acceptable reason to do that. Totally. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If you know totally. what I mean. Yeah. And they don't the have business, to take a picture the of them in their yeah. unitard. Yes. But the businesses like it. One of the things that we've seen over and over again is we'll talk to a business owner and they say, I want more of who I have. Mm-hmm. So yeah, to, yeah. what we go back to them and we say, okay, who, where do you think more of who you have? Like, where do you think you're going to find those people? And and we will show them those, those people that you want are friends of the people that you have on Facebook. Mm-hmm. So right. when you get that person to check in, they're probably friends of people with a similar demographic. There you go. So, yep. That's that's who you want anyway. So we can is help it, you target specifically those people by multiplying who you have. Is there a way to do Facebook ads based on check-ins? I was Facebook? thinking about that. Right. So actually now there is in kind of an indirect way. So Facebook has a new, um, they have multiple ways of, of building audiences. Um, I'm not going to go too far down into the weeds. Yeah, yeah. But they have they introduced a new feature fairly recently and it allows you to target people who have um, as Facebook says it engaged with your page. So mm-hmm. it doesn't necessarily mean that they've liked your page, but it means that they've visited your page. They've engaged with posts on your page. Mm-hmm. Um, it could mean that they've checked in. Um, so it's not people who've just checked in, but it's, it's basically people who have you know taken some sort of action to engage with your page. On right. Facebook. Which, which so. makes what we do so much more valuable for business to initiate the relationship. Right. Totally. So say, yep. say they just check in and they don't like it and they don't provide a review, it, now you can retarget those guys with right. ads. Yep. And three weeks later, maybe get them to come back in. But like that first step is what's so hard for businesses. And that's really where we give them an excuse to ask to get the relationship started. Right. Absolutely. I, I want to switch gears just a little bit. I know we're kind of running short on time, but this is fascinating. So while, while mm, we have you both, great. can you can you talk to us a little bit about your nonprofit partners? You had mentioned before we got on the show that you know, we were talking about a specific nonprofit partner and you said they're a great nonprofit partner. So what makes a great nonprofit partner for you? Yeah. So it comes down to a, a few factors. So Matt spoke to one earlier. It's um, the ability to um, kind of demonstrate what they do in a very tangible way. So whether that's, you know, vitamins for kids or mm-hmm. minutes of autism therapy or you know, bowls of food for rescued uh, cats and dogs, it needs to be something tangible that um, that people can relate to. Um, generally, if a nonprofit um, can't articulate their their uh, uh, mission in, in that way, 
we tend not to work with them. We'll That's make a few right. exceptions, um, but that makes the messaging much, much, much easier. You really want them to be good at telling stories. Mm. So it, it, either that's the content, like our photos or videos. Like if, if we see a nonprofit that does a really good job of telling stories, we can help get that story to a, tr- a tremendous amount of people. Mm-hmm. And it just makes our job easier, too, because it's more inspiring for our businesses to work with them. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, some of the others are a little easier to explain. So we don't work with nonprofits that are especially small and we don't have anything against them, but I think Matt mentioned this earlier as well. We don't want to write a check to an organization that they have no idea what to do with that, right. you know, yeah. is in excess of the whole annual budget for the year because they're a you know, very tiny nonprofit that's, that's run part-time, um, you know, in a local neighborhood. Mm-hmm. Um, so what we found that is, um, like I said, those really small ones don't work well. Some of the, the massive uh, global charities aren't so much of a good uh, fit as well because they tend to be less involved in storytelling at the level that, that we like to be. Um, They're more, probably on. more dependent on uh, kind of legacy donors um, than like uh, lots and lots of people kind of on the in grassroots level. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. And then there's some basic things as well. Like we look at every charity um, through Charity Navigator and a couple other sites. Um, we want charities that are doing quality work that you know don't waste too much money on overhead um, that are effective. And we have a whole team that um, vets those charities, builds the relationships with them and forms a partnership with them before we ever decide to raise money for them and, and build a campaign around what they do. So it's not like they're surprised that, hey, oh, Causely supported you guys. They're, they're very involved from the, from the right. beginning. Mm-hmm. And that process usually takes um, you know, a couple months of work um, before we raise that first dollar for them. Mm-hmm. Do they once they're a Causely charity, are they a Causely charity forever and you just keep rotating through? Or is it like, OK, we're going to we're going to raise money for you for this particular month and then you can apply next year or something? Yeah. So we'll vet and we kind of have a it's kind of like a nonprofit bench and we'll, a month will come up. And then as a team, we'll say we'll go through kind of a list of things of like what would be the best charity for this month? Um, can we can we get some? Uh, maybe co-branding or other awareness. So like uh, October is generally good for doing something with breast cancer, mm-hmm, breast cancer awareness. Mm-hmm. So we'll try to line up with those months Got so it. that we can kind of multiply our effort. And then we'll look at who we who we have partnerships with, what they can offer. And then we really try to pick the one that we feel is going to resonate the most with the person coming into the business. Do you ever envision a time where the business will be able to select from, let's say you have three charities every month and they can say A, B, or C? Mm. Yeah, that's that's something that we've talked about a lot, and that uh, it's something that we'd like to do um, for a couple reasons. So we're working with larger and larger businesses now. So we have a lot of individual, um, you know, small businesses out there, but um, more of the larger brands and, and franchises and chains are approaching us and interested in what we do. And for those um, larger relationships, um, we're going to work on providing causes that are more relevant to that brand and its own particular audience. Because usually they have something that they're really passionate about. Mm -hmm. Um, When we initially started, we let people choose between environment, kids, and uh, animals. animals. And uh, what we found early on was that they tend to pick wrong. Not, not, um, they they would tend to pick the ones that wouldn't (laughs) resonate as much with their (laughs) clients. Um, It was like like, maybe the the owner's really passionate about it. uh, the environment or urban gardens. But what we would find was like, it didn't, it didn't resonate with the people coming in. Mm. So what we started to do was like, see these trends of like, Hey, this charity does really well, no matter what. Mm. So then we, and then we got to a point where instead of letting them pick and trying to generate content and campaigns, yeah. Kind of scattered work across, or whatever. Yeah. 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 Just set it all and up. Especially for, especially for some that weren't performing as well. So then we, we basically went to this kind of like, listen, 
we're, we're going to spend a lot of time figuring out what works best for this mm-hmm. month. We're mm-hmm. going to put together an amazing campaign. Mm-hmm. Here it is. Right. And that's kind of what we've been going on for the last few years. But we are we are getting ready to test uh, some ways to have more selection. But we just we just have to make sure that the money goes to the right place and that we can really set those businesses up for success. Yeah, you, you know what it is, too? In a lot of instances, you need the right size brand, too. And I'm sure the fact, too, that when you get nonprofits that are also have a lot of prowess on social media, that helps, too, because then there's a nice little interaction and engagement there. Yeah, that, that is a big factor. And what it really comes down to, Joe, is what's what the how involved that business owner wants to get. Mm. So what we found early on is when business owners, um, they basically had to choose a new cause every month. And like most business owners, they get busy and they would forget. And then it would be the you know the second of the month or the fifth of the month. And they say, well, I'll just change it next month. So then, you know, fast forward three, four months and they're, they're still doing the same cause. And for businesses that have a, the same customers come in over and over again, it starts to get a little stale. Right. Yeah. Um, so what we learned is they just want that done for them. Um, in many cases, mm-hmm. there are some businesses who do want to get very, very involved and like actively pick that cause and make a, a big deal out of it every month. So um, for those businesses, we want to see what we can make happen. But for the large majority of businesses, they just want something that's already done, pre-made, already vetted. um, So it takes the work off of their plate. Are employees allowed to check in too? Like, do they get? Oh, yeah. Sure. I can see that being a nice little, you know, employee engagement twist too. Yeah. And I I think you're starting to see more and more employees that want to work for places that have some sort of charitable impact. Oh, absolutely. Oh, yeah. for so, sure. Yeah. So knowing that this is, this is, we're kind of like getting into this territory where businesses want to work with us because they feel like it aligns with some of their millennial workers um, absolutely. And, and, and the places they want to work. Absolutely. Well, John and Matt, this has been absolutely fantastic. It's It's been great learning a little bit more about Cosly and your turnkey system for, for businesses. So thanks so much for being with us today. Where can people find out more about you online if they'd like to do that? Sure. The best thing to do would just be to go to our website. It's Cosly.com. That's causely.com. Excellent. Yeah, and we, we will we'll put links in, in show notes. Any other places you want people to find you? Can we get Joe to like post a picture of Cosley on his Instagram feed that he never uses and have everyone go there? In the gym. That's right. Yeah. Joe doesn't go to the gym. No, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, You know what I'll do? I'll take a picture of me and a Twinkie or something like that. You know, you know what we need to do? We need to talk to Nolan about this because he would like blow the donations out of the water. He's got all sorts of gym pictures. I know. Everyone's going there. (laughs) So. Joe, where can people find you uh, not on Instagram at the gym? Oh, well, you know, people can find me lots of places besides that. First of all, you can find me on Twitter at Joe Waters. And obviously check out all those pins on Pinterest at Pinterest.com front slash Joe Waters. And don't forget Selfish Giving. Sign up for my newsletter and get my five-day mini course on cause marketing. What about you, Megan? Where can people find you? I'm also on Twitter at Megan Strand. And I tweet for Engage for Good at Engage for Good. And of course, you can find show notes at SelfishGiving.com as well as EngageForGood.com. And we would be remiss if we did not ask you to subscribe to Cause Talk Radio and iTunes so that you do not miss an episode. And on behalf of John and Matt and Joe and myself, we'd like to thank you so much for joining us for this episode of Cause Talk Radio. And we'll talk to you next time. 